Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. Happy Monday. We got another episode of Louisiana Ladies coming up with a fantastic guest and also our special co-host. I'm back again. Kate is back because let me just, I want to put this out there into the universe. For those of you that maybe don't want to be a guest on the podcast, but you know somebody that would be a great guest on the podcast, which first of all, Everybody would be a great guest on the podcast, but if you are not comfortable with that, then you could do what Kate is doing, who is lining up all of these mm-hmm. fantastic guests and then joining us as our special guest. Yeah, whether you like it or not. We love you, Kate, for it. We, Like I said in the She's first so one. so good at it, too. Oh, and we <laughs> have so many great connections. Yeah. I, I like my people. It's, it's good. I, you know, I have good people. I am glad that I'm friends with you. I am yeah. glad that I'm friends You're with you. You're part of those good people. <laughs> well, thanks. And the two of you. So. <laughs> Welcome to the club. We've had, we've had so much fun. So, um, we are, I think, approaching warmer weather, mm-hmm. ladies, and I... I'm ecstatic. Same. Um, I hate dressing for colder weather. I mean, even if this requires me to spray tan my body all of the time, I'm ecstatic. Um, The other thing to be excited about is... We have hit 3,000 downloads on our podcast. Oh, my goodness. Well on our way to our goal of 5,000 before the end of the year. So we might need to bump up up that goal. So thanks to all of our listeners. Yes. All of our guests. All of the people that listen. Right? Yes. Subscribe. Um... So we're we're super we're pumped about that and we've been having a lot of fun and meeting a lot of people. Yeah. So um okay, word of the episode. Word of the episode. Word up. I am going to just throw this out there. I like this word better than last week's word. <laughs> Laney. <laughs> Laney. Uh so this You're word, never going to live it down. This, this word. You know, you asked me got, to do so many things and then I get hate about it. I listened to that. So what was the word? Why oh, no, this saying? one hasn't aired yet. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Um, it was about people talking excessively. Oh, okay. I well, I didn't know it that had feels a negative personal. connotation. I thought it was cute. Well, oh, okay. and then the guest and I talked for an hour and 45 minutes, so Lenny has to do some mega editing on that one. <laughs> uh, but the word is luminary. Mm-hmm. A person of prominence or brilliant achievement. I.e. Oh. Melissa. Are you Melissa. talking about hey, luminary? <laughs> What's the word? Um... Redeem? Red, yeah. She redeemed yeah, herself. She redeemed <laughs> herself. <laughs> you redeemed yourself. I saw that earlier. I was like, hmm, a little redemption for uh, for Lainey. So, um, no, luminary. That's also, it can also be used as I thought a, it was like a light. Yes. Yeah, well, the, like the Christmas the luminary. Latin, the Latin root is lumen, which is light. Gotcha. Okay. There we so go. So, like, you're a little, you little are a person. Light. I am sometimes more than others. <laughs> All right. So, uh, shout out. Shout outs is going to Kate. Kate, who are you shouting out to today? Major shout out to past podcast guest, Corey Mackey. Mm -hmm. Um, So at 
the time of recording, it's only been a few days uh-huh. since she accomplished her goal, but it might be a week or two by the yes. time it's there. So, um, but she did it. She ran 50 miles and she did it, making it look super easy, almost making it look too easy. Yeah. I was like, and I'm going to run a marathon again. Yeah, me too. Um, I bought some Brooks. <laughs> I bought some Brooks. But she also raised well over, at this point, the last time I checked, it was $55,000 and the goal was fifty. dollars So she exceeded her goal. I'm sure Oprah is on her way, as Corey expected. So, you know. I mean, so I was thinking, this is very, so first of all, you know, I watched her cross and I got emotional. Mm -hmm. It's just an emotional moment. And you could tell that it was probably emotional for her. But I thought, man, I'm glad I got her on that podcast before she ran this race because I don't think we'd oh, be yeah. able to get her on that oh, podcast. I, I saw on her Instagram live today or Insta stories um, that she's at St. Joseph's today. So yeah, yeah she's, she's just making the rounds now. Guest appearances, mm-hmm. and I just want to let you know, Corey, I had you on first. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure that we didn't have you on first, but no, it was it was so inspirational to watch her do that and to watch mm-hmm. all of her her tribe running with her. Yeah. Um, it was. I went back and rewatched it, and then I showed Patrick, and we were just, I mean, her boys running up to her, kids mm-hmm. running up to her, it was, ooh, it was a lot, so. Um, and all the people that were there at the finish line had cheer on it. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. It was special. It's, it's She crazy. did something very special. She did. She did. All right, so moving on to our palms. Mine. Which seems so <laughs> seems so trivial now. We just talked about well, uh, right. <laughs> So I, I did not run anywhere near fifty miles, but guys, I did do my own nails and toes. There you oh, go. Oh, hey, wow. so like, there's something about doing your own nails and toes that makes me feel put together. So a little backstory on my mani pedi situation. Mm-hmm. I have, and I fully support the local nail salons. This mm-hmm. is not anything against them, but I for years was doing the dip powder mm-hmm. on my nails. Okay. No lie. Love that. Yes. I love that shit. Same. Okay. It makes your nails look phenomenal. And you know, the only problem is my nails will start to grow faster mm-hmm. or fast. I do take collagen. I think that has something to do with it. So by like week three, I can barely type on my phone. Right. And I just, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go back every other week. So I told myself back in November, I was like, okay, I'm going to let them grow out. I, I did feel like when I took them off, even though I tried to soak them, there was They were a little brittle. So now we're back to just like overall nail health. Mm -hmm. But I had not done my toes. Like they were looking, they were looking rough. And so my mom had bought me some OPI polish. And I just went ahead and slapped that on there on Sunday before they came over. And I was like, look at me in my topless beach um, OPI. I also also splurged and bought the olive in June manicure set. That's a woman about business. to bust my bubble. No. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm jealous. So here's why I did it. Do you know why I bought? I, of course, it was showing up on all my social media feeds, right? They give you like all the tools. Oh, Maget. So I'm like, I, I've been looking into it at one particular point, and then do you know who bought this manicure set? And this is what sealed the deal. Oh, someone you know bought it. Mm-hmm. One of your Instagram influencers. Nope, it's not. Hmm, I don't Someone know. who works here? My sister. Uh, <laughs> who is, like I said, an engineer. And I'm like, whoa, if Megan Schramm is going to buy this. <laughs> and so she went over all the logistics with me. So um, I'm going to do that this weekend. I'm going to see that Olive and June thing through and through. So that was. It makes me think of our guest today because she said that she didn't realize. Like, when you don't have a knack for something and you don't realize that. 
okay, what I what I can do is special or something. Like painting nails have never seemed daunting to me, but to you, it's like it's this. <laughs> oh my god, do it's you hard. I wish I could like, show people. Like I feel like my nails. This doesn't look like a manicure worthy, but like come yeah. on, it doesn't look like it. I've gotten the hang of filing. I've watched YouTube videos. Well, that was the thing. They look you professionally me, done. They look I'm, very. I'm pretty done. impressed. Yes. I mean, I gotta you say, should be. I'm pretty impressed. You told me with like I don't know how to file my nails. To me, I'm like. You just file them, but to you, it's yeah. like something. I don't even know how to do my own hair. Okay, I mean, you come to my house and do my hair and makeup <laughs> twice. That's another you thing that's that been revealed to me that yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that all people couldn't do that. Maggie does make me look fabulous, so just to let you know. So, and in like a year, you. she'll just have to keep making me look fabulous and forty because I'll be forty. All right, Maggie, <laughs> what's your palm? Oh, proud of myself. Moment was uh, this weekend. We had our my niece's first birthday party. And my sister, bless her heart, she, you know, she gets all anxiety up about the party and stuff. And she's like, wants it to be perfect. She's like, I never thought I would be this mom that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just gets all worked up about a first birthday party. It's just a first birthday party. But she she went through all the things. Um, And then we're in the middle of the party thinking about singing happy birthday and letting her do the little smash cake. And she's like, Maggie. I forgot to ice the cake. <laughs> she prepared it on Thursday, and it was just sitting in the fridge on ice. So, you know, sister, auntie comes in action and uh, whip up some icing, and it was great. So when you say whip up icing, is that confectioner sugar and, like, milk? Well, she... I don't even know what goes into icing other than sugar. It was heavy whipping cream. Oh. Vanilla. Whoa. And um, she's actually used, she used monk fruit sweetener in it. And, I mean, it's really that easy. You just whip it until it turns into icing. So, did, basically, though, were you taking a recipe that she was supposed to do and just doing it for her because she forgot? Yeah, I Googled it. Oh. On the spot. And but she then was like, had the ingredients? Well, she was, oh, yeah. She already had the stuff. But she was like, I can do it. I'm like, no, you need to go. This is your party. Like, yeah. go and visit with your friends. And so, I mean. Well, there you go. Patting yourself on the back. It was also yeah. another thing where... I did a balloon arch for her birthday party, and I'm, as I'm hanging it to the wall, she, my, my sister, she's, you need people like that around you, because she'll make you realize, um, she's like, see, you just took this project, and you just did it, whereas I would have been scared, and I wouldn't have been able to do it, and she's like, just really encouraging. She makes me feel like I can do anything. Well, that's great. Yeah. Support system. So, shout out to my sister. Shout out to my sister. I feel like she gives me too much confidence sometimes, (laughs) and then I, like, screw stuff up, because she's, like, so confident. No, but, you know, I'd rather her give you too much confidence than not enough, if you had to pick one way. So, that's basically this goes. All right, do you have a palm, Kate? Um, Well, I guess. I'm proud of myself. I've been subbing at Hartley School long term, which was a little scary to say yes to. The stars kind of aligned with my schedule and what the school needed and um but I never thought I would ever find myself in a middle school classroom in fact when we taught together that was I would say I'm meant for high school I'm meant for high school I'm meant for all girls I student taught in high school so I you know was very much afraid of middle schoolers and um they have been wonderful we've all learned a lot from each other (laughs) and it's still ongoing but I'm proud of myself for saying yes and you know and doing it. Taking it on. Yeah, and not being too scared. I love that. 
All right, guys. So now we get to bring on yet another special guest and who has a beautiful name that I hopefully don't mess up. <laughs> it's Ariane Belazare. You nailed it. Okay. Thank you everyone, <laughs> for being with us today. Um, we are actually recording this through Zoom. So we're hoping that the audio will cooperate, but Ariane and I literally just met through yeah. Zoom. And it's a special day for her. It is her, it's your wedding anniversary? Yes, actually yesterday was. That's why we have to do our remote uh, recording. So thank you for being flexible with me yeah. on that. Yes, of course. Well, congratulations. That's always a special day. So um, I just want to kind of jump in and talk a little bit about you. So where are you from? Are you from Baton Rouge? No, actually I'm originally from right outside of New Orleans. I used to say New Orleans. And then when people would actually visit my home, they go, but you're still like, 30 minutes away from New Orleans. So it's the greater New Orleans area is where I grew up and lived until I came to Baton Rouge in 1997 for college. college. And then kind of landed here. Yeah. Yeah. Went to LSU. Okay. I did. And what did you study there? Um, I studied my, my first major uh, when I came to college was um, political science pre-law because I thought I was destined to be Claire Huxtable. Um, and then my sophomore year, I quickly realized that law was not my passion. So I changed my major to something that I thought was a little bit more versatile, which was communications and studied in um, mass communications and public relations, graduated with that, and then went back and got my master's in political communication. So that was my first career uh, was communications. And then, you know, kind of a few years later, I decided by accident <laughs> that I needed a career change. And that's how I landed in the field of interior design. Okay. All right. So that's, that's an interesting path. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I can tell you yeah. interior design, a closet. So, uh, <laughs> that whole process is very overwhelming to me as an analytical mm -hmm. person. So I guess, you know, when you decided you wanted to go through a career change, what drove you to that? Just, it, you, you've just been, yeah. in it. is it something you did on the side? You know, I, my mom always now tells stories about how, when I was a kid, I had, I displayed um, traits of a decorator or designer. She can tell you stories of me rearranging my room and convincing her to let me paint it fun colors. And, you know, just kind of always wanting to change things up and practicing really as a kid, you know, spatial planning and, um, you know, knowing how things should work and how to create a new experience in the room. And those were things as a kid that I was doing like creatively and naturally, but really without any guidance. I didn't know anyone growing up who decorated. I didn't know anyone who paid someone to decorate. So I think it was a natural thing for me to express myself that way. Um, but I never identified it as a career opportunity or a career path. Like for me growing up, um, you know, it was very important as the firstborn <laughs> to be, you know, to have like one of those careers where, you know, people are really proud of you and they get it right. Yeah. And so I landed on law and that was what I said from probably age, I don't know, 10 through college. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer. That's what I thought I was supposed to do. It never really took my eye off of that. The change to mass communications actually happened because the first, I want to say my sophomore year in college, I went to one of my first career fairs and I walked the fair with my best friend who was majoring in ISDS, which I don't know if you guys remember, but that was like the big thing. It was um, information systems and decision sciences. And it was like all about technology and compu computers. And at the time that was the big thing. And we wa walked that career fair together 
and no joke, every table we went to, the recruiter would, it would introduce himself or herself and ask us our names and what our majors were. And as soon as I said my major was political science pre-law, they would kind of go, ah, okay, that's nice. And then they would look at my best friend and say, what's your major? And she'd say, ISDS. And they'd go, oh, and they would like fall into this conversation with her. And I was completely ignored. So that happened for about an hour and a half. And then after an hour and a half of people really not even giving me the time of day, one recruiter finally looked at me and said, okay, so you're majoring in political science pre-law, but what happens if you don't go to law school? Like, what do you do with that major? What happens if you don't want to be a lawyer? And that was the first time in my life anybody ever challenged me on that career decision. And I, like, no joke, broke into tears, <laughs> left that career fair, went to the library and started researching other career paths. And again, for me, it was like, okay, it has to be something that, you know, is going to be something that could make me a healthy, you know, living and can be uh, needed. Like, that's what I, I got from that conversation was I need something that's needed. And, you know, I thought about my transferable skills. I thought about what I was naturally good at and communication seemed to be that thing. So that's how I landed in the field of communications and thought that was going to be forever and ever. Amen. And spent a good 10 years working in that field from internships through college all the way to after college till about 2008, um, worked on special events and uh, community relations and did all those things. And then my husband's job, because he works um, in the oil and gas field, his job relocated us to Houston. And that break is where my origin story <laughs> as a designer starts because that pause uh, where I thought I was going to take off a few months to kind of get us as a family settled into a new home was really the first opportunity as a adult with disposable income <laughs> to do that thing I was doing as a kid, to start to play with how I arranged furniture in my new home and the paint colors and all of those things. And um, I, you know, really thought it was my job to make our house a home so that that transition from moving from the state that we had lived in all our lives with all of our family to this new place where we know we knew no one to me the best thing I could do to help my family in that situation was to create a home and as I was doing that friends that I was meeting in Houston would ask me questions like okay, can you come help me pick paint colors and can you help me shop for yourself and and for me I was like you don't get like I didn't understand that that wasn't a natural thing to understand so like you said Melissa you're like I can't do it like for me I didn't understand that it was special that I could right because that was not you know ever a focus uh for a, as a career path for me um and so after enough people asked me <laughs> I was like you know there might be something in this, but because I'm a type A personality, I need to kind of know how to be legit. Like, what does it look like? What does it mean? How do I understand the science behind it? Like my gut knows, but how do I replicate that and duplicate that by understanding the science behind design? And that should speak to you, Melissa, because you're analytical. That should give you comfort to know that there really truly is a really fine mix between art and science yeah. when you design a space. And um, that was my learning in Houston. So we spent five years there, I started, like I said, accidentally, this design business, it took off. I never had to advertise. I never had to market because I always had kind of friends referring me. And just when we were up and running, my husband goes, oh, time to move back to Louisiana. <laughs> so we moved back here in 2014. And again, because I was designing, but also writing a blog, you know, creating content, I did not have a blip in business. I had people waiting for me here. Uh, when we moved back. And so my business has been thriving ever since. So that is the origin story. <laughs> that is how, you know, that 
going from being a lawyer to working in communications to being in design happened for me. Um, and it's definitely not the traditional route, but I think for me, it's the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. And I think that you found your passion, you know, sometimes that happens quicker for some people than others. And I mean, yeah, I can tell you like designing a room would totally (laughs) overwhelm me. Okay. And, and so I feel like when I say that to people, they kind of look at me funny because I do make a lot of difficult decisions in terms of finances and I guide people in terms of finances and retirement, but that right there put me in a tizzy. I'm like, I don't want to be I want somebody to pick the paint color for me. In fact, don't even give me the option. Just slap it on the wall. And that's a true gift. That's a true gift, you know? And so I really, I was watching your video and I'm very inspired by you. And I think that it's awesome that you, you now have your own business and man, Mm -hmm. your website is uh, amazing. I was like, amazing and beautiful. So, so let me ask you this. So you started, you know, and you were getting word of mouth referrals. And I do think Mm -hmm. that, you know, one of the, beauties of being in Baton Rouge at some particular point is I know you had to relocate after you had your, um, we're kind of up and running in Houston, but word of mouth and, and the, the need for that. And it does also look like you have put a lot of thought into your service model, for lack of better words, in terms yes. of what are the services that we're going to offer as opposed to a very general, we're going to come and design your home. So kind of walk me through that process. How did you how did you realize that that needed to be done? You know, did that just kind of organically mm-hmm. happen? Where did you come up with the, I think it's the consultation. Yeah. I'm already, I just watched it. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was like, this is good. Conception and completion. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, this is really good. So I guess, how did you get to that point? Did you have any help? Did you read a book? Did it just happen? Yeah. All of that. <laughs> so um, well, one for me, I, you know, this is definitely where you can see my background in communications come full circle. That is one of the things that I'm grateful for because I have a lot of friends who are designers who struggle with the business part of it, the marketing part of it. Um, It's not natural for them the way design is. And for me, I wear those two hats simultaneously. I'm always thinking about how to build value into what I do and how to articulate, articulate that in a really easy to understand way. And so that's why when you go to my website, you can see it's a story. And I talk to that person specifically so that they can see themselves in the website. And that is totally a combination to my background in communication, my continuing education. I'm a lifelong learner. So I'm always listening to podcasts, reading books, um, investing in training and courses, just to kind of refine that piece of me, because it's so important to have a sustainable business. You have to know who your client is and what they need from you in order to serve them. In order, in order for them to find you and feel like they've, they've you know, landed where they need to land. Um, the years of working, <laughs> you know, starting off easing into the thing and then figuring out how to formalize it and really working and figuring out what works and what doesn't is how you see, you know, that new process crystallized on my website. So I love alliteration. <laughs> you know, you see me talk about clarity and confidence, and then I bring that over to concept, you know, well, con- consultation, conception, completion that's all on purpose because <laughs> um, I love alliteration but I think it's, it's the simplest easiest way to understand what I do yeah. um, for a lot of people they don't understand what designers do right. like they think that it's so much about what we what the final product is and the pretty but there's like that's 10% of it it truly is like by the time you see a space it's the last 10% there's 90% of really hard work and not so fun things <laughs> that go into making that space what it should be. 
Um, and so because I know that people don't know that I break my services down into those three buckets because those are the buckets that we need in order to get to that 10%. Um, and people have asked me all the time, you know, they used to ask when I wasn't as clear on my website, do you just help people who need to ask questions? Well, yeah. Do you like, you know, do a concept and then I can do it myself? Well, yeah, but, but you wouldn't know that if I wasn't as clear on my website as I am now. So now I tell you, here's the three buckets that people typically fall in who are my ideal client, here's how we serve them, here's what it looks like. And that has been really effective. Um, I think that my website automatically attracts and repels, which is everything that a good website should do, in, not in a bad way. So it repels people who are like, that's not me, that's not for me, I don't need that. Um, and that saves me time because I'm not constantly going through those inquiries and you know, it takes time to kind of make sure you're qualifying leads. My website does a good job of that for me. Um, those who think that they might be, again, my website gives them a whole lot of information. And by the time we get on a phone call, they actually are regurgitating to me what they've seen on my website, which I, which means that they're resonating with the message. So it has been several years of trial and error. Um, but I think where we are now in terms of how we communicate on our website and the services that we offer is right, is where we need to be right now, because it's, it's working, um, are getting clients in the types of projects that we'd like to work on. And we're very clear on our promise, which means immediately they understand the value that we're going to bring to them by partnering with them on their home project. Yeah. So when I looked at the website, one of the first things I thought was, and maybe because this is, I just saw she had a plan like this took mm -hmm. work and you executed it, you know, and I'm sure there was like mm -hmm. a trial and error. The other thing that I really liked um, was it was very inviting to me. And I really, I'm going to harp on this. This might just be me. Okay? okay. I don't, if I'm trying to research somebody and their business and what they do, especially for something that's intimidating to me, and I can't get a feel for what they do on the website, I'm repelled from that. You yeah. know, I don't know, like, don't give me these very, this cryptic, you know, uh, <laughs> description of what you do. And so immediately, I mean, you, it's like you go right to the video and mm -hmm. you've got a very bubbly, warm personality and it's extremely <laughs> inviting, you know, and I'm serious. I literally just watched this 15 minutes ago. I have never, <laughs> and it just, it's so inviting and you clearly have a gift and a talent to be able to work with people and do something that people really need to, that needs to be done. So that being said, so I'm gonna ask you a couple other questions. So it sounds like, you know, from the website, yeah, you kind of got three, you know, the conceptual part of it, mm -hmm. which is that initial consultation part. Mm -hmm. I keep forgetting the middle part. Conception. Yeah. The conception, which is what, it, what are we going to do? Okay. And then the completion is executing that concept. So let me ask you this in terms of projects, are you, I'm assuming you're doing mostly residential. Are you doing any commercial mm -hmm. or any sort of like restaurants or office design spaces just out of curiosity? No, we focus on residential. That's our sweet spot. We've done a little bit of light commercial and I just don't have the passion for that yeah. that I do with residential spaces. Yeah. And look, how great of a feeling is it when you get to that completion point and you see yeah. your client's reaction? It's everything. It's why we do what we do. It, like, I, like I told you, it's the last 10% of you know this roller coaster ride we've been on together but it's that's that moment of walking them through a space and letting them like just see all the hard work to come together and to see their reaction is worth everything it's worth all of the sleepless nights it's worth the three days we just spent not sleeping not eating <laughs> schlepping things around moving things around sweating you know having a heart attack then another heart attack like all those things it's worth all of it and it's it's really you know 
it's the fulfillment of the promise. And for me, it's not just signing on a new client. It's like, that's one part of it, but it's taking them to the finish line and knowing that I delivered to them what I promised in the beginning. That's really super important to me. Um, that, you know, I know that my business relies heavily on referrals. I know that I have to make sure that when I complete a project, it's not just that it's done. And now you sign the final invoice. It's that I want you to be so happy that you can't help but talk about the amazing experience, you know, with your friends and family members and loved ones and you send business that way. That is, you know, we can do as much educating and marketing as we can, but you know that the best, the easiest person to sell to is a repeat customer. It really is. So for us, it's all about the experience. It's about delighting them throughout the experience because it's very stressful. Um, to your point about, thank you for the compliment about my, my website, but I want people to know, that's why I do so much video. I want you to know who you get to work with. And I want you to say, she's for me or no, mm -mm, she's too bubbly. Like, and that's okay. <laughs> but I don't want you to be surprised by that when we're working together. Like, oh crap, so, you know, her personality really bugs me. Like, I want you to know that. That's why I put the videos out and I let you hear my voice. Um, it also is a great tool, again, for my communications background. I know that people need to know, like, and trust you. They yeah. need to hear your voice and understand your authenticity and where you're coming from and to hear your heart. And again, it's their choice, whether that's for them, but at least I'm telling you, my website, you know, people, I've had people book appointments at 2 a.m. That's what a website does. It is your sales team, even when the doors are closed, right? And so, you know, you know, my advice to anyone who has a business, if you can incorporate video, if you feel comfortable enough to put your face out there, it's a great way for the client to begin to get to know you as a person so that when they come in for that inquiry call or initial meeting, you know, you're just starting your relationship, that, that layer and foundation of trust has already started to be built, you know, for you guys as you work together. Yeah, and I feel like they kind of are, you know, for the ones that do resonate with you and want to work with you, they're already going to feel like they kind of know you. I mean, you'll walk yeah. in the door and they'll be like, okay, oh, hey, hey, friend. Yep. Let's it does, it happens. Um, it happens. They're like, I watch your videos. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you, you said something the other day. I mean, the other day. Oh, Lord. <laughs> like, Lord. Okay. You said something just a minute ago about space, you know, and, yeah. and I do think that that's one thing that. I think of it as decorating, but I think people with the talent look at it as space. How can we Absolutely. make the most use of this space, right? Absolutely. I do, I do think you, you said this right off the bat in your video. This is an investment. You know, you're, you're going to spend money to do this. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that being authentic about that right yeah. off the bat. But I think I relate that type of investment to almost like self-care because once you get that space exactly, whatever that may be, exactly how you want and you yeah. want to be in that space, are y'all, do y'all see where I'm going with this? I feel yeah. like I'm getting really nostalgic, but I mean, I just feel like it's calming. You know, if you work Absolutely. with somebody, that's what they're trying to do. And it, that's huge. You're changing lives. Sorry, it's, it, no, it really, it's like that point that you just made is what, I think any good designer, especially one who maybe comes from a background where they didn't really understand the investment, you know, it's a mindset. Like there's a lot of mindset work I've had to do as a designer because initially I thought, man, this is something that's so superficial and it's a luxury. And it's like, you know, like I feel almost bad about being in this space. You know, when I think about how I grew up and the people that I grew up with, but what I will say is every space is designed. The question is whether it's well-designed or not. When it's not well-designed, you feel it. And what I have loved about my journey in design is that just like I told you my origin story, 
intuitively, I knew that the best thing I could do for my family was to create a home. Intuitively, I knew that. And that was the, the origin of my story, right? And all of us have that feeling, you know, this past year taught us that our home is not just a pass-through that we spent two hours in. It could become our everything. Yeah. And so when we think about how to decorate it, it is absolutely about self-care. It's about bringing in uh, materials and finishes that aren't going to harm you. It's about um, laying out the space so that it not only feels good, but you know, for me, I love flipping something. I love spaces that flex. I love things that have multiple uses because to me, that's a better value and you're going to actually use the space. Um, So when I talk to my clients and use those words, especially in this year, they get it. They're like, you are so right. Um, yes, it's it's a process. It's an investment. But I know what it means to not have a space that's well done, especially when I get a phone call that says, hey, there's a lockdown for two weeks, eight weeks, eight months, one year. <laughs> you know, yeah. what, what happens when you have to be in that space all the time if it doesn't serve you and your family well? So that's a lot of the work we've been doing. It's why last year was one of our biggest years, even with all of the restrictions, um, because people understood at that moment how important the home is. And that's what I get excited about the gift I get to give people. Yes, you pay for it. You invest in it. But what I'm really there to do is to help you have the best experience in your home possible. I want it to be your favorite place in the entire world. I don't want you to, I think there's freedom in that. I think if you find out that you have to be on lockdown, but your home is your favorite place, then there's freedom in that. It it doesn't feel like, you know, you're in this stuck in this place that you don't like and you've got to get out right I know that there's some some of that feeling of wanting to move about but if their home meets all of your needs then I think that there's some mental and physical and emotional um uh, care for about lack of a better word that comes with with that yeah and I think that it's one of those things anytime I've had somebody do something for me and it's done I'm like uh how did I live the other way yes <laughs> how did yes. I and look, and look, I want to be realistic, like, especially, so we just moved into a new house. The, all these things take time. Like, do I really, yes. I mean, ultimately I want somebody over there and it to be done in a day, but that is one, mm-hmm. not financially possible. And two, <laughs> right. not, just not realistic as well. But I think if you take it bit by bit, you know, it, right. it ultimately gets done. And then I do think, I'm going to say this feng shui <laughs> or whatever, like just like the, the aura <laughs> in the room. Yeah. So, um, and especially people in their office space within their home, because now that's where yes. a lot of people are. And even after lockdown, they might be there for a long time. I think that's that right. that I loved what you said at the beginning, when y'all moved, you wanted to make it a home. And I can tell you, mm-hmm. I lived in a house a long time ago and we were younger and we definitely didn't, you know, hadn't really gotten our careers off the ground or anything like that. But I always regretted that I did not at least get a little bit, I never, that, that house never felt like home to me. And you know, it was a great house, great floor plan. We just didn't do that little extra thing to make it feel homey. And when we moved, we made sure to save some money to do that. And it just, you know, it, it it really does pay off. So that's my, this really isn't an advertisement, but I just love. (laughs) I appreciate it. (laughs) I think, but I think to your point, there's a lot that you can take from this. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to say, yes, hire me. Right. You know, but what I do want to do is to have people understand um, that even if, if you're doing it yourself, it's not, um, irresponsible or uh, selfish to want to create the space of time 
and yep. to save the money to start to invest in your home. I think that people get into situations like what you just described in your first house or, or house, a couple houses ago is because the, of that analysis paralysis. It's like, where do I start? Yep. Oh my gosh, I'm afraid to do one thing because I don't know if it's the right thing. And then you kind of intuitively know in your gut that once you make one decision, it narrows down your choices for the next decision and the next because they all build on each other. Um, which is why when you asked about kind of how we structure our process, we understand that people are afraid to fall all the way in without really knowing, right? And most people don't have unlimited funds. So they have to kind of phase things in, which is why, you know, that second bucket, which is the concept for us is telling them to the letter exactly what how, where we're going to end up and then completion is your choice you can say let's do it all now let's do just this part now whatever but we've figured out what it should look like yeah and i've found that 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 eliminates the analysis paralysis because even if today you say well i can only afford to buy the sofa you know the sofa to get and you know that it's the right sofa because once you have the money for the rug you know the rug and you know the table and you know the, the blah, blah 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 right so you can start to figure out how to phase things in to your level of comfort because you have spent the time figuring out what the overall concept will be, what it should look and what it should feel like. And so it's now eliminating this, you know, the decisions and it's really more about execution. It's about just saying, okay, here's my list. Here's my, you know, my concept. Now I'm just going to, if I can't do it all at once, I'm going to do little piece, little piece, little piece, because I know it's the right one to yeah. get me to the end. And let's just be honest, people like a plan, even if the plan is a, that's it. People like a plan, you know? Most well, you know, couples like a plan. So, you know, the other thing that you'll find on my you website, know, is I'm very, very, I'm very clear that I understand what happens at home because it happens to me. I'm married to an engineer who is very analytical, like Melissa. And so <laughs> he does not like, Hey, wouldn't it be a great idea if we kind of sort of did something like this? Like, I don't know how much it's going to cost, how long it's going to take, but wouldn't that be awesome? Nah, that doesn't work for him. He needs a plan. He needs specifics. He needs a detail. So my website says, hey, I, not only do I save you time and money, but I save your marriage. And people laugh. <laughs> I say, <laughs> they laugh, but they also go, girl, you read my mail? Like, how did you know? Because I've lived it, honey. I know what happens. I know the pillow talk. I know the arguments. And it, at its core, it's about not having a clear plan and the other person's comfort level on risk. If you can't communicate the overall plan, how much it's going to cost and how long it's going to take, nobody signs up for that. Nobody wants to give you unlimited access to time and resources for anything. Like nothing in life gets to just be whatever you want, right? So why do we do that with design? And I tell my clients all the time, especially the, the client that comes to me and says, hey, I want to hire you, but my husband doesn't get it. Okay, honey, we got some work because we need to make sure he understands that I'm here not to just spend your money, but I'm here to help you guys achieve your dream. You have to achieve alignment. And so I do a little bit of marriage counseling on the front end, <laughs> but it makes for a better experience because I've right. done it. I've lived it where I was in the middle of the shouting match, you know, looking like I'm watching a tennis match. Uh -huh. <laughs> and it's not a fun place to be. But what I've learned is those arguments and those tension-filled, heated conversations happen because there's not a core understanding and alignment between the two key players. And that's why I talk about saving your marriage. That is something that my ideal client definitely understands and can resonate with. And it's part of the value. 
again, I'm not trying to say that I'm a marriage counselor. What I'm saying is I understand where the breakdown happens and why you have that tension and why it's so stressful to take on a renovation project, a new construction project, a big decorating project. So, you know, that part of fulfilling my promise is really educating people on how to communicate. And that goes back to those years I spent in college learning about communication. It's not just external, it's internal as well, you know, and um, kind of guiding them through that process. Yeah, that's great. I did see that on your uh, website and it kind of made me laugh. And I, and I love that you took, you know, past experiences and figured out and you're not yeah. shy to tell people. I think that's great that you're telling people, okay, well, because see, I would be that person. Love you, Patrick, <laughs> but I would be the person that was like, we're just going to do what I'm going to do. Yes. <laughs> Trust me, it happens all the time. And I have no problem, you know, being the, the I don't want to say bad cop because I'm not, I'm, I have no problem being firm and reiterating to you what you said was important, but I'm not going to be put in the position to be the person that is the target because you guys aren't aligned or changed your mind or, you know, I've also had people say, hey, can I just like, it doesn't matter what he says, let's just, you know, let him get it out, but then we're going to do what we want to do. That's not my ideal client. Like, yeah. that's not how it worked because that's not fair to him. You know, if we promised him that he had a seat at the table, he gets to have feedback. And if, you know, he wants, I, I have this um, really, really clear memory of a client early on in my career when I didn't understand how important this was. Um, she hired me to decorate her living room and her vision and dream for this living room was a formal gathering place that she could host um, a monthly book club and it was like going to be the showpiece right and so she hired me and we you know did the space plan and we did a couple revisions of the design and she loved it and she's like okay let's let's just pass it by my husband real quick just to make sure you know he's good and then we'll order everything <laughs> and so we I went to the house to present to him to them this concept that she had said, yes, yes, yes. So I'm like, this is just a formality. So I present the, the concept and after I finish going through it and I'm kind of like, yeah, he goes, what are you talking about? Like, I wanted a sectional sofa with a chaise lounge on the left that faced the TV and a coffee table that had the, like he was very specific and hated the entire design. And she, I looked at her and I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that he had an opinion. Like you said, he didn't care. She was like, no, what he said doesn't matter. Like we're not doing that. And by the way, and then she starts arguing with him and they're fussing. And I'm like, okay, time out. Never again. Now every project starts. If this is a couple, we're going to have the first meeting with everybody around the table and everybody gets to get their dreams and hopes out. And then we compromise on who gets what, because we're never going to have that moment again for me, at least not for me. <laughs> we're going to be real clear on everybody getting a chance to say what they want in the space. And then we're going to document that so that when we start designing and then you look at it and say, but what if we do this? Or he said he wanted this. We go back to that first meeting and say, but this is what you said was really important. Like, that's my job to keep us on track, to hear what you're saying, but also give you my expert opinion on how to get the most elegant solution to your problem and then to do it without those arguments in front of me like you can have them offline but not in front of me and that has been a game changer for our business and that is why it's it's something that's important to me to say on my website like I don't want you to assume that I don't get it about the relationship component or the communications component and I found that especially for my ideal client when they see that it makes them laugh like you said but they also resonate with it because they they know exactly what I mean when I say that they know you know how awkward that feels and uncomfortable and you know they want a different experience 
Well, and I love how you, you kind of said something about, okay, well, this is what we talked about at the beginning. It reminds me, even though we're in completely different fields, yeah. it reminds me, I always tell my team, we have to document things because yes. clients have amnesia and your clients probably have amnesia. I mean, I'm joking, <laughs> amnesia, but they're like, huh? We didn't talk about that. You know? Yes. So, yes. I love that process. Okay. So one last question about the business. And then I kind of want to talk about, you know, some stuff outside the business. So you say your team, so you have employees. Yes, so we have a bookkeeper, we have an operational specialist who really just is kind of the, the chief admin to make sure all of our back office stuff is working and flowing. Um, we have a client support specialist, that's important for me. Again, I'm big about communication. What I realized in my business early on was that I was the bottleneck. Everybody was talking to me and texting me and emailing me, and that was not serving anybody well because things were falling through the cracks because of me. So we have a client support specialist as well. Um, we used to have a designer on staff. Um, one of my favorite people in the world, Kristen, she actually would drive in from Lafayette to work on our projects. And then last year she got pregnant with her first kid. And so that kind of put the kibosh on that. But um, most of the, well, all of the design now is me, which is, you know, based on the types of projects we do, I've found that I'm really comfortable with that because at the end of the day, I have to put my stamp of approval on it anyway. And we haven't grown or scaled to the point where I'm handing off projects to other designers. And I'm not sure that it will ever be that way just yeah. because I love that part of my job so much. And I can't see myself, you know, some people really aspire to be just the CEO, right. And to have other people doing and other people aspire to be the creative. And I feel like I'm kind of, you know, I want to set the vision, but I also love, getting my hands dirty with the creative part. So that's why my team is structured the way it is. And it has worked really, really well for us. I love how you recognize about that. That's what you wanted to do, but also mm -hmm. that you needed support for the back office. Absolutely. Back office. It's I not my zone of genius. <laughs> right. Well, I've, I've been there before where everything, I was a bottleneck and everything came up, you know, so I can yep. relate to that. Like I said, we're in different fields, but a lot of this is, uh, you know, a yeah. um, and so I think that, you know, that makes you a great businesswoman, entrepreneur. And, you know, that just warms my heart. Love it. <laughs> love awesome. Females awesome. I love females <laughs> rule in the world. So um, we'll talk about how people can get in touch with you in just a minute. But I mean, if you have time outside of yeah. working hours, do you have hobbies, you know, or do what, are, yeah. what, what you got going on outside of work? Well, you know, this is 2021 outside of work. So I've always been an avid reader. My favorite thing in the world to do is to cuddle up with a blanket in my Kindle. We like legit, be, that we, is we heaven. Need to be friends. We need to be our friends. To read. It's my happy. It's my happy. Yes, okay. it's my happy. Like I could, I could not have a TV or anything else if I just had good books. So that is my favorite thing to do, and it's been since I was like four. Like that, you could always find me in the. I'm literally the definition of a bookworm. Me too. Like you open the dictionary, there's a picture of me in a corner. I mean, yeah, that's book it. nerd, I like went to the pizza parties for Accelerator Reader in grade school, okay? <laughs> me too! <laughs> yeah. Me too, and guess what? Like, in college, my goal in life was, like, uh, secretly I had this passion of wanting to be a librarian, but I knew they didn't make enough money, and my parents would, like, be like, why am I sending you to a very expensive college and postgraduate degree for you to do that? Um, but I was able to fulfill my dream. In graduate school, I worked in the law library at LSU, and uh, I was like giddy going to work because I just got to work amongst the books and like just it was anyway I'm just such a nerd so that is the biggest you know hobby and that now especially we our family is kind of staying closer to home kind of hoping to wait for the, the vaccine especially because my job I have to go out so 
I protect those off hours and try to kind of keep it close to home to, to limit our um, exposure and to kind of keep everybody healthy. The love books. Um, I also, we've created our own home gym and I've never been a health buff, but um, I kind of love getting on my Nordic track and doing iFit, which is the other part of me, which is a travel nerd. So I miss traveling, but iFit lets me walk through Portugal and Turkey, and, like all these fantastic places. And I get tours and I learn interesting facts. So again, I guess the common theme is I'm a nerd. I'm a huge nerd. Um, <laughs> those kinds of things excite me. Um, other than that, I'm in the stage of life where I'm a, the mom of two kids, you know, 11 and 13. They keep me busy. So, you know, that's kind of any other free time I have is them, my husband, we have a new puppy, Toby, you know, but all good. Like it's, I feel like for this phase of life, especially being reminded last year of how precious family is, I, I love that most of my off time is spending it with those other little humans in my house and, and dog in my house. Um, and just enjoying like just being like not feeling like we have to be somewhere every day and just kind of, you know, taking every day as a gift and, and really just getting the most out of it. Yeah. That would be what I would say is my off time. I definitely enjoyed slowing down. I do kind of feel like we might be soul sisters, like truthfully. I think so. <laughs> and then like working out. There we go. Yes. <laughs> Yes. That's about it. Yeah. So one thing I do want to mention really quick is we basically have a local celebrity on our podcast yes. who was uh, one of 225's people to watch. Um, oh, that about me. I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so congratulations to that. I did read that article. And then Kate, I think, was like, yeah, we should have her on. I was like, oh, I feel like honored that she. Yes podcast. So, Thank you. Um, I'm sure that was great for you. So I guess if you had advice to give to other, you know, to just anyone, you know, you started your own yeah. business, you went through a couple of career changes or, or mm -hmm. uh, um, what you were going to graduate in, you know, whatever that may be, what, mm -hmm. what would you give younger people that are still kind of trying to find their way? Yeah. I think if I was speaking to someone who is younger, I would say to pay attention to those things that you're passionate about and that are natural gifts to you. And don't get so hung up so much on title. You know, like I said, for me growing up in a household um, where my parents just always, always talk to us about the importance of education and getting, you know, really, you know, just aspiring, which I love about my parents. I love that they always taught us to dream big. Um, I wish that I had kind of been open to understanding my natural talents because maybe um, I would have, you know, chosen a different career that would have gotten me started in design earlier on, maybe. Um, so anything that is a natural talent or natural passion, you know, figure out if there's a way to live off of it. Like that's the goal for me. My goal is to be able to do what I love every day and still be able to live like a healthy lifestyle. So um, pay attention to those things, be open to taking the risk of pursuing those things, Men you know, find mentors and people who can share practical knowledge and um, some of their missteps missteps and obstacles so that you can avoid them and just be a constant student like never ever grow out of the, the phase of wanting to learn because that is really I think the common thread between all of us is we're always on this journey to learn to be better for people who are you know thinking about starting their own business I would say for someone starting their own business I would say to um, surround yourself with people who are a little bit farther advanced than you are 
like, but not too far where they can't remember the, the day-to-day struggles and then invest. Like, this is something that took me a long time to realize I am a person who is a jack of all trades, master of none. Like I feel, feel like I can figure anything out. So for a long time, I was doing my own website. I was doing my own photography. I was the video producer slash editor slash like everything you saw in my business was me. And the reality is no one person can do it all. And sometimes you are staying small because you're doing too much for the sake of not feeling like you can afford to outsource and delegate. But when you really do the numbers and think about when you're in your zone of genius, how much you could charge to do that thing, the, the very best thing you can do, and then how much it would cost to find someone else who's in their zone of genius to do the things that aren't passion, you know, the passion projects for you, then that is how you grow as a business. Our operations specialist is literally like I I say every time I talk to her, like you are a godsend because she loves spreadsheets. I mean, she gets giddy and she's like, oh my gosh, and I did this and I did that. And she does all the admin stuff, all the things that it takes to run the background business. That is what she gets excited about to the point where we have to say, okay, you can't work on weekends. Like that's what she loves, right? It was so worth paying her to do that because for me, my experience was totally different. My experience was, oh my God. I have to do the spreadsheets and I have to do the things. And so I was not doing it as well. It was taking me longer. It was draining my energy. And because it was taking me longer, it wasn't giving me the space I needed in terms of time to really focus on the things that are revenue generating and that are my zone of genius. So as a new business person, you know, you want to be lean and mean, but you also want to think about and identify those things that you can delegate out because it will help you as a business owner grow and scale much more quickly and continue to deliver a really great product or experience to your clients. hundred percent. I actually was just on some sort of executive Q and a, and one of the questions was about that. And I said, you know, how do it's kind of like, how do you prepare yourself to lead? And I said, you better be prepared to not be able to do everything and to that's it. leverage, you know, and that's, that's hard for some people, you know, mm-hmm. so anyway, before we wrap up on the every Kate, do you have questions? I do, I do. So I wanted to make sure that you talk about your house and how your family moving turned into a renovation and design project and how that became a work project. I think it's the coolest thing. And um, I see your house behind you, your living room, <laughs> and there's new furniture since the last time I was there. And mm-hmm. I've got some questions offline about those uh, chairs. But anyway, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want you to talk about that project because I think it's the coolest thing. Yeah, that is my favorite project that we've ever had a chance to do. And, you know, to be honest, it's my favorite because it was totally my opportunity to show what I liked, what I love, what I could do without the constraints of, you know, the very realistic budgets and timelines that my clients bring to me. And to be honest, a lot of times, um, whenever you see a project that's completed by us, I, I've had my husband laughing about this because it's the truth. Like the concept we present is amazing. But then what you see produced is really kind of a scaled back version of that because clients aren't necessarily as comfortable, you know, intuitively a little bit more conservative, a little bit more worried about resale and kind of like others. Um, And I'm hoping that eventually we get out of that. So in my uh, home project, we um, had been for a couple of years looking for the right home in the right neighborhood to be able to show my ability, right? without, you know, staying in the cycle of kind of what we were doing. In any business, 
you kind of get referrals that are like other referrals that are like other clients, like that whole cycle. And so you start to do a lot of what you've been asked to do. We were in a cycle of doing a lot of traditional spaces, even the colors were moving. It's like, okay, blue again. Like it was just a lot of kind of the same, um, which and the clients were lovely. We loved them, but it was kind of like, I had this need to be totally creative. I also had this need to use products and materials that, you know, I travel all over the world. I traveled to Europe. I traveled to shows. I travel. I see so much that isn't here. And I'm like, oh, I just want to be able to design to that or to bring that product into a project in Louisiana. So we looked for a home for a while. We, we were on a family vacation um, and stuck in the airport for eight hours. No joke. That's a whole nother story. But while we were there, we were, I was scrolling through um, home listings and I saw there was just one picture of this house just one it was the exterior of the house and I was like oh my gosh this house it's so cute it's got curb appeal even with all the like old ivy leaves growing around it it's just there's something about it so I texted our realtor and I said can we see this house we were flying back on a Saturday she's like I can get you in tomorrow on Sunday so you know we walked the house on Sunday and as soon as we walked in the door I was like this is the house because I could see like what you see today, a lot of it is what I literally saw in my head when I walked the house. And I also could tell that I could transform it without a whole lot of structural changes. Like I didn't have to knock down too many walls. Things were where they were supposed to be space-wise. Um, and so I felt like it was the right project. So we put in an offer on the house. We spent six months designing it, which is something that a lot of people don't know. <laughs> but we spent six months drawing and redrawing and thinking about how to use materials and reaching out to um, vendors to make sure products would be available and like really had it on paper. We really did. Before demo started, we had the entire house drawn. We had renderings. We had even started to identify materials um, before we started on renovate uh, the demolition part of the house. And then we documented the entire process, which was a lot of fun for us. So we did a whole YouTube series on like all the things that you don't think about, but like, you know, choosing the tile and driving to the tile warehouse and then choosing the hardware and the plumbing and all of those things that have to happen. Um, and it was a year long project, but the culmination was a beautiful house that we, we literally finished a day before junior league kitchen tours a day, <laughs> like the day before we were like installing <laughs> things. Um, and then we had a couple hundred people walk through at that tour and love it. And um, they thankfully came before the furniture was in. Um, we, there's no way we could have fit all the people in, but, but it was so rewarding to, have designed a house that I knew was really not something that someone had seen before. It was pushing the envelope. And I quite honestly was happy with that. I was like, I don't care if nobody else loves it. I love it. It's what I would want, what I would do. And it's, you know, it's not for everyone. And it was shocking to me how many people walked through the house and were like blown away and loved it. We even had someone put an offer on the house before we could even move into it. And I was like, there's no way I'm moving into this house. I am living in this house. <laughs> My husband wasn't really happy with me shutting it down, but you know, there was no way I had put too much in it. Um, and so a couple months after the, the tours, we had all the furniture installed and delivered and we moved in and we have loved this house. We literally every day of quarantine thanked God. We were like so grateful that we got to spend quarantine here because we designed this house to be like, a resort like we wanted the master bathroom to be like a spa we wanted the bedroom to feel like a luxury penthouse we want like everything we could want um in a living space we had here and we're so grateful and honestly really uh flattered by the fact that people love it because it was so non like it was i knew that people it wasn't everybody's cup of tea um and i i i'm 
I stand by my convictions of wanting to design it that way, but it also is, uh, it's, it's very heartwarming to have people say that they love it too, even if it just inspires them to think outside the box. Wow, that's great. Absolutely. And okay, when I was there, something that I picked up from a lot of your functional design, as well as things that I know about you and things that I picked up about your husband is y'all are very much neat freaks, very clean, clutter free. How is life with a dog going? Well, (laughs) that is a great question. Well, let me tell you this secret. He's actually the neat freak. He's, He's literally like borderline OCD. And I designed this house to your point where everything had a place. So, you know, everything from our laundry room to our pantry, there's lots of places to, to, to put things. Our bedroom, everything is designed to have a place because for him, you know, we talked about self-care early on, Melissa, but for him, his mind does not rest if everyone, everything isn't put away. And I would notice early on in our marriage, even into every house we've had up until this house, that when he hit the door at, in the afternoon, after he came home from work, his first thing that he would do would be to start to move things, like pick things up, right? And so I learned, I picked up on that behavior and I designed this house so that he wouldn't have to do that. So when he gets home now, he literally puts his bag down and he sits. That to me tells me it's a well-designed space. Um, The dog is definitely, you know, this is our first dog ever. I didn't grow up with the dog. My husband didn't grow up with the dog. My kids have asked for a dog for five years. So we gifted them with the dog last year. We got a golden doodle who is absolutely adorable, but he is the most rambunctious little thing you've ever met. And he, he, um, loves our house. He has learned to climb stairs. He's learned to open doors. So, so we were not quite prepared for him, but um, we are, we're adjusting and we're learning how to manage expectations <laughs> and we're about to invest in a really great trainer. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the first thing I thought when I saw you post about the dog. I was like, oh, oh I got to follow up on this in a few months. Oh, yes. Things are going. And we were so, like, if you look at my post, we're so, we're so silly. The first week, we're like, oh, my God, we got a puppy. Look at him. He's so cute. Oh, he doesn't sleep. Oh, it's just the easiest thing in the world. He doesn't even bark. Like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Seven months in, and we're like, Toby! Like, that's what you hear about. Toby! <laughs> but we love him. We can't remember life before him. Yeah. Awesome. As a fellow dog mom, yeah. I mean, I, sometimes they're, See? they're, they're we very, are meant to be, Oh man, when you ruin something, you're like, Oh, okay. So, yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Any other questions? Okay. My last question is you mentioned the YouTube series that you did for your house renovation and design. Are you still maintaining your YouTube channel? Are you posting new content? So we have, you know, that's one of those ebbs and flows of when, when we last year had so much work, I did not have the time to create the content that I wanted to. This year, I've made it a priority. Again, that's one of those notes about outsourcing. So this year, we have a team helping us with our content. I want to do more videos. So that is on our list. And there are a lot of things that I never even talked about about the house. Like I did the, the series of, of building it, but you know, I, we started working on content and I was like, I've never talked about like my favorite things about the laundry room, my favorite things about the kitchen. Like there's so much content, even with this house that we are doing a couple of series on not only what I love about it, but what people can take away from it. Like how you can bring some of this function and the way we thought about it into your home spaces, whether it's the next space you design or the space you have now, some simple things that you can do to, um, to get, you know, the things that we love about the way our house functions and flows and bring that into your home. So that is definitely on the horizon. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to start rolling out some of that content in April, May. Awesome. Great. That's great. Okay. So 
Maggie, do you have any questions? Well, I just wanted to say, Ariane, that I love how I can see how your confidence has flourished because you mentioned in your in your storytelling that um, you didn't realize that you had that gift. Yeah. And that people were having to tell you, like, can you do this with me? Can you do this with me? And yeah. seeing you, I've, I've learned so much from you, but seeing you get so excited about your passion is really inspiring. And thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. I, I think that, you know, it's just really important for everybody to know that how I move today isn't the way I moved, you know, in the beginning. And I think that's really um, comforting to someone who's thinking about taking the leap. You know, don't look at someone who is 10 years in the game and think, oh, they have it together. and That's who I'm measuring myself against. It's not. They all started somewhere. They all had their imposter syndrome. They all had their self-doubt. They all had their, you know, flubs with understanding their value. Um, and the more, it, if you can just stick with it and work through that baby phase, you know, as Michael Gerber says in the e-myth, like you got to get through baby and toddler and in adolescent phase, you're realizing that it's about scaling and growth. And in that point, you should be really confident because you're in a different, you know, uh, phase of your business. But, you know, I appreciate you being inspired by that because I think that every one of us needs to, to have that reminder of, you know, you can be confident and you can, especially to me, if you, if you promise something that you know you can deliver, you can be confident in that all day, every day. Even if your promise is a little one, like just be confident that you can deliver on that little promise and people feed off of that confidence. If you, if you make a promise too big though, and you in your heart know you can't really deliver it, that's when you kind of hear that shakiness and that self-doubt. And that's how I felt when I started my business. I was promising, but I wasn't sure, like, can I, can I deliver it? Like, I know like a little bit, but how much do I really know? Um, so I'm, I'm glad that you were inspired by that. Yeah. And one thing I do tell, um, I tell my team all the time is, uh, I did not have any idea what I was doing when I stepped first foot into Falcon. We yeah. literally, I didn't even realize I was going to have a desk. I thought they were going to put me in like a hallway, <laughs> you know? And so I tell them that I'm like, I am not this, I, I was not the same 12 years ago, you know? So I think yeah. that's just another um, example of that. So before we wrap up, we always end with five really quick questions or five awesome. FAQs, five Awesome questions is what I say. These are very mm -hmm. easy. These are not difficult. Okay. It's in okay. either or, which would you prefer? Okay. So are you an early bird or a night owl? Night owl. Okay. Would you prefer the beach or the mountains? Beach. Okay. This is random Laney. <laughs> Pan Pandora or Spotify? Spotify. All day. Okay. I got an answer. Pancakes <laughs> or waffles? Pancakes. And would you prefer a neutral or a bright lipstick? <laughs> Ooh, you know, I've, I've been embracing my boldness. So lately I've been attracted to brighter colors, like red, like a really bold red. But, um, but if you had asked me before, I was always neutral. So I'm, I'm, I'm embracing more of the bold. Love that. All right. So thank you so much. That was so much fun. You were just yes. you were great. And uh, uh, thank you. How can people get in touch with you? What's the best way? The best way is you can go to my website, which, you know, it's my name. So be ready. It's arianbellazier.com and I'll spell it for you. It's A-R-I-A-N-N-E-B as in boy, E-L-L-I-Z as in zebra, A-I-R-E.com. Can you tell I spell that all the time? Yes. Um, so my website, my website is where you can learn more about me as a designer. You can even click on the link and follow me on my blog where I write um, when I can more um, 
in-depth inspirational pieces. And then of course on social media, I love Instagram because of course in my field, everything is about visuals. So you can definitely find me on Instagram where I'm not only showing you photos, but also behind the scenes. I'm doing lots of lives and even a few little reels here and there. Okay. And I, we will definitely drop your uh, webs. We will share the website on our social media. We're going to drop that in the show notes as well. Uh, but again, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today. It was great to meet you, even though virtually. And okay. I feel like I said, I feel like I found a new friend. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. All right. Have a great day. Bye, everyone. You too. Bye. All right. So things that make us happy. Things that make us happy. I'm going to be honest. After talking with our guest last week, <laughs> I was super inspired to go. Wait, look, Lainey's laptop yeah. has Glossier. Yeah, super excited to go order some beauty <laughs> products. I did not. So I went to, is it Glossier? Mm-hmm. Okay. And like, I, I just ordered three of them. What'd you get? I got the dewy thing. Future okay. dew. The vitamin C and some blush. <laughs> Cause it looked, it's like, it, they call it Face paint, basically. Cloud paint. Cloud paint. Yeah. Anyway, so I pressed submit on that, and I immediately took my confirmation email and forwarded it to Maggie because I was in the tub, and I was like, this is a great Saturday. I cannot wait to get these beauty products in. Their so stuff is good. That I makes use me their, happy. their eyebrow stuff. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I, I Now, first of all, another proud of myself moment. A lot of times I get very overwhelmed when I look at all these products, so I was proud of myself thanks to... Michelle's help that I could narrow it down a mm-hmm. little bit. So, right. I bet your cloud paint could be used on your lips too for yeah. a very you cohesive can everywhere, yeah. look. Oh, okay. Well, you might have to do that for me. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was lip stuff when you sent me the link. I was like, oh, is that gloss? Yeah, gloss. You know, you know. What else? What makes you happy, Maggie? Uh, so me and Aaron are planning a trip to Asheville, North Carolina, for our anniversary, and it's been a while since we've planned a trip. And it's just, I'm just ready to get. So what anniversary is this for y'all? This is our fifth anniversary. Ooh, kind of exciting, yeah. So my 15th is this year. That's so awesome. And um, I just talked to the travel agent and she's going to pull some stuff and like send us, you know, some suggestions or whatever. That also made me super happy. That made me super happy. Just talking about the trip. Just talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And like knowing that we're going to go somewhere, you know, so that was I'm, I'm excited for you. Do you feel like it 15 years flew by? Because I feel like five years, I mean, I blinked in it. So wait, so let me tell you this funny story really quick. <laughs> so, you know, everybody knows I moved into a new house and it's still in new house stages. And so I had the, um, whoever we're using for the uh, window treatments. Mm-hmm. She came with Robin, my interior designer yesterday. And um, she said, I said something about... I wasn't actually going to talk about this on this podcast, but I am going to a bachelorette party. <laughs> and I'll talk about it whenever I get back. By the time this records, I will be back. But we are, um, it's for my cousin. And I said something about, there's like clothes in the guest room. I'm like, oh yeah, that's for the bachelorette party I'm going on this weekend. She was like, for you? Like you're getting married? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and Rob was like, no, she's getting married to Patrick forever. So to answer your question, yes, time has flown by. We have been together now for more than half our lives. We have been together since we've been 19. And we're both about to be 40. That's wild. I know. That is crazy. I don't know what life is like without Patrick. Sometimes yeah. I imagine it. And then I'm like, <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll keep you around. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, what about you, Kate? What makes you happy? 
Okay, um, I was trying to decide if I should do, because <laughs> I have two in my head. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to say one, and then if I've talked too much, just cut me off, and okay. I won't do the other one. <laughs> um, so um, the Banners General, they do these amazing community things, they right? Yeah. Like the pink pumpkins um, in October and the Christmas lights during the holidays. Well, this was a fundraiser um, this past weekend, and it was the father-daughter big adventure. It was a scavenger hunt. It was so incredibly run. It was so much fun. I didn't get to do it because it was Ross and Hartley, but they were FaceTiming me in between their locations. They had a blast. Hartley loved her swag from every stop. Like, he would take pictures on an app and earn points. Um, they had some raffles as well. It was just, it was so sweet. And it just made me think, like, just what a great... What a special moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just that I love community events and the fact that they do the things that they do and it seems to be growing the different things that they're doing. I just have a lot of appreciation for that. That's you awesome. know, How did you hear about that? So, or actually... How are you connected into all this stuff? Kate? Yeah. Well, I actually heard about it from Emily Klein. Shout out to Emily Klein. She had posted about it on her social media. Good old Emily okay. Klein. Yeah. She's got a lot of information. She does. Um, but I do follow um, the Baton Rouge General Instagram. Okay. Um, so, I saw it there as well. But that's the key is, like, following these different things. So, I'm just going to go ahead. I'm not even asking for feedback. I'm going to do my other one because this relates. <laughs> and it's Breck. <laughs> um, so, because... I was going to say, I follow Breck on social media as well, and they just have all these wonderful community events that um, this past Friday night, they had a flashlight Easter egg hunt, and um, again, very well run. Hartley had so much fun. We had a friend and another mom meet us out there, um, and they did, um, you know, the Easter egg hunt. They had snow there, which the soon-to-be-retired wedding planner in me was like, oh, they must have had a credit from another event. And then I had to find the guy organizing it and confirm that, and it's true. But, (laughs) and they did a Zumba demonstration, and, you know, anyway, it was just a very sweet event, and that one was free 99, right? Like, free to the community out at Highland Road Park. So, and then Breck Parks are free, too. If you're not using Breck facilities, like, you've got to get out there because Breck has some incredible facilities. So we were walking on, um... We're, we're walking or dry. I don't remember. My sister wanted to go on a walk this weekend. I thought it was going to be a stroll, but it was more like a three-mile power walk on mm-hmm. my rest day. But So I think we were, <laughs> me and Patrick were driving back from somewhere, and we passed by the park at Webb Park. Packed. Yeah. And it just made me – that also made mm-hmm. me happy. Like, it was a beautiful weekend. Mm-hmm. It was packed, and I just love people, be, you know, getting out and being able to see that. So, yes. anyway, so that, um, that wraps it up for this particular episode. Thanks again, everyone. I hope everyone enjoyed our guest that we had on today. Uh, we like I said before, we're linking how to get in touch with her, and hope everybody has a great week. Yeah. Thanks, gals. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.